Yo, what up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while, uh, but today I kind of talk about what I've been doing instead of podcasting uh, as far as creative uh, creative outlets go. And then uh, other than that, really just dive into what, I, what we've been working on in the garden uh, with kind of garden renovation, laying ground cover, and uh, and beyond. So uh, listen for more. Uh, but if there's anything I can do to help you out with gardening this year, uh, please feel free to call into the station or drop me a comment and I'll be happy to help. Uh, but hope you enjoy the episode and thanks for listening in. Yo, what up everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Mind Body Garden Podcast. Uh, It's been a while since I've done an episode, but been really caught up with a lot of different projects that I'm working on right now. Uh, Really the main thing right now is just um, I've been allowing myself to sleep a little bit more, you know, going with seven hours instead of six and a half. Um, and, And kind of like, you know, whether I wake up at six or five, it kind of doesn't matter because the biggest thing that I am trying to tackle in the morning is uh, getting my morning pages completed. Um, So if you've been listening to the podcast, you know what that is, but just a quick overview. Um, It comes from the book, The Artist's Way, basically a book about unlocking your creative potential. Um, And I don't, uh, Kyla got it for me for Christmas and uh, it's a really interesting book and kind of just like really changed my mindset about creating Um, and I've been wanting to get back into writing a lot more. So it's helped me with that. It's helped me get a lot more creative. And, uh, recently I've actually started writing a book in my morning, morning pages. Um, so I know I'm not supposed to discuss morning pages. I'm not supposed to have like a, a real direction in it, but, um, you know, when I was looking back, I actually noticed that like when it started happening was when it was right after we watched, uh, this thing on Disney plus about the Imagineers. And so the Imagineers are like, you know, the people that make all the crazy stuff happen at the Disney theme parks and, uh, you know, really turn like dreams into realities. And it was just like a really interesting and like inspiring show, you know, documentary. I think there was like five or six episodes in the season. Um, But so that kind of like inspired me. And then, you know, I was just like looking around my my little writing room for a uh, for some inspiration. And I found my little miniature miniature soldier that I had painted in like sixth grade and I just set it down and just started writing. So um, I think I'm up to like 65 total pages in the in my quote unquote book. Um, so, or creative writing, whatever you want to call it. So really, you know, making some good progress, you know, I don't know how, uh, I don't know. I guess I feel, I feel really good about it actually. Like it feels like things are flowing. There's a lot of creativity, you know, there might be some things to tighten up as I go. Um, you know, it's interesting just writing three pages at a time and then also, you know, just trying to remember everything that you've written down, tie everything back together, you know, the foreshadowing (laughs) and like all these little hints and tidbits that you drop along the way. Um, and it's interesting because sometimes you create foreshadowing without even like realizing it. So, you know, you'll just be writing and something will trigger your memory, um, you know, 20 pages ago and you're like, Oh yeah, that'd be great to drop right here. Um, so I don't know if that's like how real writers do it or not, but it's been working for me. 
Um, I think that story began to emerge around uh, Morning Pages Day 64 or 65. Um, so that just goes to show you, you really need to stick with something. And like there were days where it was such a struggle. Like, um, you know, the day where I had a colonoscopy is pretty hard to write. <laughs> it's pretty hard to write your morning pages when you're doing, so, uh, you know, preparing for that. But guess what? I got it done. Um, I got it done even when I had to be on a 5 a.m. flight. Um, so even if you got to delay it, you got to get it done. So just following through on that, today was day 90 for me. Um, so that means I have a minimum of 270 pages. I know there were a few days I went over the three-page limit or whatever, or, you know, requirement. Um, so I'm probably sitting around 275. So that's pretty solid. Um, you know, I feel really proud of myself just for doing that. And, and it's, you know, and it's at least three pages every single day. So um, whether it's creativity or like a journaling type of thing, you know, that's my minimum output for every single day. So I feel like at the very least, you know, even if you're only journaling, there's so much for your family and for you to look back on, you know, uh, how many, you know, however many years down the road, whether, whether they can read your handwriting, uh, or understand kind of the things you're saying is another story. But, um, I don't know, that's kind of the approach that I've taken to it. And now I just want to get creative and just see what I can do, do with that. So, um, really that's the thing that's kind of pulled me away from the podcast, just a different kind of creativity. Um, you know, something I've really wanted to do for a long time. So I'm just pumped that I'm fi finally following through. So, um, you know, now that we're sitting here on this lockdown or I guess not lockdown or quarantine or, you know, whatever, we're just being cautious, but you know, everyone's working from home or, you know, at least me and Kyla are. So it's been really nice. Uh, I feel like I'm getting a lot more done working at home. Uh, it's forcing me to kind of find ways to communicate differently with pe with the salespeople, um, with my boss, with my teammates. And uh, I don't know, it's kind of refreshing because it's forcing everyone to, to use uh, technology, you know, if you want to call it like Microsoft Teams technology, you know, it is kind of like a step up for all of us. Uh, everyone was like sticking to email for a while or whatever. But uh, so that, that was kind of interesting. But either way, um, you know, just working from home, I've been so dialed in, so focused. And then as soon as the day's over, I'm like, wow, I, I don't know. I just like don't feel stressed. I've been, been able to walk around all day, um, you know, in between like emails or calls or whatever it is. And then uh, I don't know, there's just something different. I guess it's maybe because you're not around, you know, a hundred different people and interacting with all these different people all day, except through like digital means or, or maybe a phone call, but, but it's not like you have someone who can just walk into your room and, um, interrupt you when you're working on a project. So it's really nice in that aspect. And, um, and then just being able to go outside, you know, immediately after work's over and look out at the garden and say, all right, now I can just attack this. I don't have to drive home for, you know, it's not that far of a drive. It's only 10 minutes, but it's not like I have to drive home, let the dogs out, you know, feed them, you know, do whatever and then get into the garden. It's just like, everything's done. We can just walk right out there and everything's seamless. Like definitely working a lot more, working a lot longer hours, a lot harder. So, um, I don't know. It's going to be weird going back after, <laughs> after all this stuff's done, but we're definitely living in a weird time. But anyways, uh, you know, just kind of segueing into the garden, we've been doing a ton of stuff out in the garden. Uh, you know, 
couple, when was it? Last Sunday, I got the tiller from my dad, or my dad brought the tiller down. Uh, so I appreciate that. And uh, from there, I, ha- I was taking every single root pouch out of the garden. So there's 250 plus root pouches. Plus, I've got like a giant 200 gallon one. I've got, um, you know, some longer ones that were like, you know, te- uh, actually one I think is a smart smart pouch uh, grow bag, grow bed or whatever, uh, which is a really cool product, but super freaking heavy when you're <laughs> when you're uh, trying to drag it drag it out of the garden. So either way, I was able to get everything out and. Um, yeah, it was that was the that was a really tough part because, you know, they were all heavy, they were all soaked with rain. And a lot of those guys, you know, you got to take take them out one by one. So, that was a lot of work, you know, really working the traps. Uh I got like what was it? 12,000 steps in and, you know, that's carrying like a 20 to 25 pounds root pouch, you know, in my hands the whole time. So, um so either way, had to do that. Had to rip up all the ground cover, dumped out the root pouches that ripped in the process, um, that have been out there for a long time, and then from there, just kind of spread out all of that, all of that extra sto- soil. So, um, you know, within that soil, there was a lot of perlite, a lot of uh, peat moss, a lot of coconut coir, uh, rice hulls, and you know, just stuff that's really good to mix in with the soil. So. Uh, so I spread that around, tilled it in, and then, uh, took my bow rake and just kind of graded it out roughly. Um, and you know, of course, as I'm doing this, you know, huge snowflakes are falling. Um, so this was last week, last weekend, uh, huge snowflakes are falling. It eventually turned into sleet and then kind of a rain slushy mix. So I got the majority of the, of the ground cover laid, um, you know, in the garden, but it was super messy. You know, (laughs) I was like covered in mud. My boots had like 20 pound clods of mud, you know, on them. So, uh, it wasn't pretty, but got it done. And then, uh, me and Kyla finished that up the other day. And then, so yeah, so then the whole, the whole garden is now covered with a uh, three ounce woven ground cover fabric. Um, I used a mix of six foot and four foot wide ground cover and then just tacked it in with anchor pin, six inch anchor pins. So that'll keep it in place. And then, uh, and then I've got root pouches in nice clean rows, uh, sitting on top of that. So, you know, last year, (laughs) last year was kind of a mess. Uh, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I can just clump everything together and then, uh, you know, we'll just treat it like square foot gardening. Well, the problem is when you do that with cauliflower, when you do it with, you know, stuff that grows like tomatoes, peppers, it it got way too bushy. There's just way too much packed into a small space. So this year, just taking it, taking it nice and easy. And I've got, you know, one, uh, one row for tomatoes, one row for peppers. I've got a row that I just planted broccoli in yesterday uh, and then actually I got some green onions planted in the tomato row, uh, which I'll explain that later. And then actually in the middle, there's still like this giant mess of root pouches, but I'm just treating that kind of more as like a, more of as like a, uh, raised bed. So in that area, you're going to have your lettuce, your arugula, your spinach, leafy greens, and then root vegetables such as like beets, carrots, turnips, and things like that. So 
Um, you know, the nice thing about those crops is you can kind of pack them together. The biggest thing we're going to have to watch out for is slugs, but I plan on using either some sluggo, slug on, um, or like some wool pellets, which I believe sluggo is wool pellets. Um, I can't, I always get them confused cause they all have like really similar names, but either way, wool pellets are really, it's a natural way of, uh, repelling slugs. So you're going to want to spread that out like in your pots or around your plants and basically just like the dry um i don't know the the absorption power of the wool is going to suck the moisture out of the snail um the slug and um and really that's it that's the power of it so uh and then wool pellets actually have a benefit an added benefit of uh fertilizing your you know, your soil, your garden, whatever, with a pretty, pretty decent ratio of nit nitrogen. I think it's anywhere between eight and 10% uh, nitrogen. So it's like a 10 zero zero typically, um, might be a little bit of phosphorus, but I think it's typically, or it's mainly just nitrogen. And, you know, I, I don't know anything else. I would just be guessing, but, uh, but that's a really good organic natural way to fertilize and to provide some pest control in your garden. So, uh, other than that, uh, I wasn't able to plant my potatoes out yesterday, but I did get them prepared. So, um, well, and I'm sorry. So in that middle bed, then I got lettuce planted, arugula and spinach. And then we've got two types of lettuce, concept lettuce from seeds of change. And then, uh, Salanova lettuce from Johnny seeds. So cool thing about Salanova lettuce is you can use it as a head lettuce or a leaf lettuce. And, and really it just depends on, um, you know, how quickly you cut it and how densely you plant it. So just something to keep in mind, but either way, you'll be able to get about two to three turns out of that. Uh, so beyond that, then we have one final row. And then in that row, we've got giant root pouches anywhere from 35 down to like 15 gallon on the very smallest side size. Um, but that's where we're going to be planting our potatoes. So last night after I got everything planted out uh, with the leafy greens, with the broccoli, then I uh, cut up some of the seed potatoes and uh, allowed them to heal over so that we can plant them out today. So it's not supposed to rain. It's looking super overcast. Uh, it's been really windy today. We've had gusts up to like 50 miles per hour. So the weather's just been all over the place. Like I said, Last Sunday, we had snow. Uh, like two days later, we had 60 degrees. Yesterday, it was like 70. I was wearing shorts. And then uh, tomorrow, I think we have a low of 33. So you just never know what's going to happen here in Ohio, especially in March, April, really even into May. So so we'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> either way, I'm just really happy that I got things done. Still haven't planted my pepper seeds, but I think that, uh, you know, I got my, my seed trays filled up today. So I think I have, uh, like seven different seed trays that I need to fill. And then that'll basically fill up our, our entire grow rack. And that'll be a mix of, uh, I don't know, actually we'll have, you have to stay tuned because I'm not even really sure what I'm planting. I know, I know hundred percent for sure. Uh, green pepper, you know, bell peppers, jalapeno peppers, maybe some habaneros, but not a whole lot of that, you know, mainly just like the functional peppers. Um, and, uh, so stay tuned for the video on that. And also on the video on how to cut up seed potatoes, uh, because, you know, I think a lot of people think, okay, well, I've just got this 
one potato so I can just plant it and that's a plant and you know and that'll work just fine um, and you can plant plant like that anytime but if you want to make the most out of the potatoes um, what you're what you can actually do is take uh, take a knife and cut the potatoes so that uh, basically for every two eyes that are on the potato you can cut that and use that and plant that as a as an entire plant so Probably what I'll end up doing is I'll plant, you know, maybe three to four uh, per root pouch, and and that should give us an, a, a huge abundant harvest. Um, you know, last year I grew a few potatoes in, let's see, maybe four root pouches, and I ended up with like thirty pounds, thirty-five pounds of potatoes. So, um, you know, average that out you know that's almost 10 pounds per root pouch and those were like 15 gallons maybe 20 gallon root pouches so you know i really think that this year you know keeping an eye on the pests uh we've got much cleaner rows it's gonna be a lot easier to apply you know the organic pesticides to do to, you know just to do more routine maintenance it's a lot easier for me to navigate in the garden so so I have to appreciate and, uh, you know, thank Kyla for kind of pushing me to clean the garden up this year. <laughs> so, you know, that's really, really what we've done so far. Um, if you're interested in, you know, seeing what we did with the garden, I just put up a video on the ground cover, on the tilling, and, you know, kind of the before picture. Uh, and then today I'm working on a video kind of showing the after and, what I plant, what we planted out yesterday with the broccoli, spinach, arugula, and uh, green onions. So either way, uh, I feel pretty good. I think that uh, there's a lot coming for this year. We're definitely off to a, a weird and rocky start, but uh, but you know, I don't think that we should you know look at this. You know, obviously it's easier for me to say. Uh, you know, look on the bright side and, and all of that when I've got a job and, um, you know, can kind of keep rolling on. But no matter what happens, you know, we always get through it. Uh, the tough times kind of test, who, you know, your character and, and, and make you really like think outside of uh, outside of your normal mode of thought. So uh, I don't know. I just uh, hope that everyone can remain optimistic and hopeful uh, because, uh, you know, like anything, we always will always bounce back. So, uh, you know, I appreciate everyone listening in. And uh, if you have any questions for me as you begin your gardening season this year, uh, drop me a comment, call into the station. I'll be happy to help. Uh, but wishing you hap uh, great health, happiness, and a great gardening season coming up this year. Uh, so thanks for listening in. And as always, I appreciate it.